0: Hey everyone, welcome back to a new season of the Garden Heart Podcast. I'm your host Melissa Secchiaroli and Happy New Year. Um, It's 2021, which is pretty crazy, isn't it? Um, I can't believe that 2020 is over. I can't believe it came to a close Um, and I hope you guys all had a great Christmas season. Um, I know it was different for many of us, but I pray and I hope that you're able to make the best out of it no matter um, what your situation looked like this year. Um, So obviously we're into a brand new year and it's going to be Interesting to see what this year holds. Um, I know for a lot of people, a lot of people um, towards the end of 2020 were just you know itching for the new year to come to come to us, and uh, a lot of people were just like, oh, I can't wait for 2020 to be over and 2021 to get here. Um, maybe that was you. Maybe you were somebody who kept saying that and you just couldn't wait for um, this previous year to be over and that you were looking forward to the fresh start in the new year. Um, but you know what's funny is that I think I said this before. But, um, you know, many of us, like, we don't know what the next year holds. So, you know, even though, you know, we want, we want 2020 to be over with, um, who knows what 2021 is going to hold for us. Um, you know, it could be, uh, hard, it could be the same as 2020, or it can be easier. Um, you know, we don't know. Um, but, you know, for the past couple of days, um, past couple weeks actually, uh, God has just laid a verse that's been on my heart and usually I feel like every year, just for the past few years, I've done like a word for the year. So I would pray and, you know, ask God for a year um, that could define my new year, that a word that I could focus on and something that I feel like he's speaking in my heart. Um, this year, I don't really have a word, uh, but I have a verse. And that verse I want to share with you guys and kind of talk about a little bit and my heart around it. Um, so the verse that's been on my heart for the past few weeks, um, it's Proverbs thirty one twenty five, And it says this, it says, she's clothed in strength and dignity, dignity. And she laughs without fear of the future. Um, Some other translations actually say that she laughs at the days to come. And this is just something that's been on my mind a lot. And I don't know if you're somebody like me, but like sometimes it takes me like a little bit of time to recognize like when God is like speaking to me. Um, Because this verse was just being echoed like in my mind over and over again. And then finally I realized, I'm like, God, like, are you trying to, like, say something to me? Um, So I finally turned to this verse in Proverbs. I finally prayed about it. I finally um, just meditated on it. And um, I really feel like that God, at least speaking to me, and this is something that maybe he's speaking to your heart as well, um, but I feel like for myself and maybe for you that God wants us to have so much confidence in Him that we have no fear of what's ahead. Um, that we, like this verse says, that we're clothed in strength and dignity, dignity, but not our own strength and dignity, but the strength and the dignity that God gives us. The strength that we get in our relationship with Christ. The strength that we receive from Him when we are at the end of ourselves and when we are experiencing weaknesses and when we surrender and yield our lives to Him. And the strength that He and power that He gives us in return. And through being clothed in strength, his strength and dignity, that he um, would give us so much confidence in him and in who he is that we won't have any fear of the future, that we won't be afraid, that we won't be fearful of what's ahead. And um, that we would just be walking into this new year um, full of confidence. Um, not that this year is going to go perfect, but in the confidence in who God is and that he is sovereign over everything that we face and that he is in control and that no matter what the world around us looks like, no matter what culture war is going on, no matter what chaos um, is around us going on or maybe there's just chaos in your personal life that no matter what this this world throws at us um that we can have so much confidence and no fear in the future because we know God uh for ourselves that we know God personally that we know him intimately and that we know that he's a father who's looking at looking out for us um, so obviously looking back on this past year, um, you know, it's really easy to get fearful, you know, for the days, for the days that uh, that are to come. And, um, you know, it's funny, I actually uh, read an article. Um, it's not funny. Sometimes I say that and I don't mean it, but it's not funny. But I read an article. Um, I think it was, it was somebody in politics. I want to say it was Biden, but I'm not sure. Um, but people were saying that the worst days of COVID are ahead of us. And um, it's interesting because like when we look at these narratives, when we look at the news, is when we um, look at what the world wants us to focus on, which is the fear and the death and and, and all these different things. And obviously, it's wise to be concerned. It's wise to, uh, you know, know, like truth behind you know the world and what we're living in but when you look at certain headlines you know and you read something like that like the worst days of COVID are ahead of us like that strikes fear and the thing is is that if we allow these narratives to consume our mind um, it's going to be a no-brainer that we're going to struggle with fear we're going to struggle with anxiety and stress and worry Um, but what I need to remind ourselves of is that Fear, anxiety, stress, and worry, all these things don't define the people of God. Um, They shouldn't define the people of God because fear, anxiety, stress, and worry or anything that's similar to that, it is not of God. It's from the enemy who in John 10, 10 says that he wants to come to kill, steal, and destroy Um, But Jesus has come to give us life to the full. Um, Obviously, Jesus has come. He died on the cross for our sins to reconcile us back to God so that we would have eternal life with Him. But eternal life is also knowing God. And that starts right here, right now. So even though we live in a world of struggles and we live in a world full of fear and anxiety and stress and worry, God doesn't want the people of God to be defined by those things. God does not want His church, His people to live in this way because we need to know that our hope is not in this world, that this world is fading, that this world is temporary, and that eternal life Of perfection and resurrection bodies awaits us who have put our hope and our faith and trust in Jesus. Now, don't don't hear me wrong. I'm not saying that as a believer you're never going to battle with fear, anxiety, stress, and worry. Like I don't believe that by any means. Like we're human, we live in a fallen world. Um, we are in the sanctification process where God is purifying us from um the flesh of sin and he's renewing us day by day. Um, We have circumstances that we face as believers that will strike fear, anxiety, stress, and worry. But the thing is, is that we shouldn't stay there as believers. Um, So even in hard circumstances, even when we face difficult seasons, we can have joy and peace knowing that God is on our side. Um, So God, he, as children of God, he calls us to live above and to see past what is going on in this world. Um, So once again, like it doesn't mean that we live in the clouds and that we're just living in la-la land, um, but it means that we're so saturated with the word and the promises of scripture through an intimate relationship with Christ that we are able to live with hope, without fear of the future because Christ lives within us. And um, like once again, like it doesn't mean that we won't battle with fear, anxiety, stress, or worry. And maybe there are seasons where you know this is something that is really coming at you. But I want to remind you that God's goal is to set you free. That God's goal is to instill in you confidence and victory and freedom and life. Abundant life. Um, As we follow God in this world, he is preparing us for heaven, you know, and, and I'm not saying like, oh, he's preparing you for your deathbed. Like, don't hear me wrong. I'm not saying that, but he's preparing us for, for what it's going to be like in heaven. Like Jesus said, you know, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You know, in heaven, there's, there's no sin sickness there's no sin but there's there's no idols of our heart like like and that's something that we need to know is that there is no sin in heaven and god right now he is calling us to um be purified from our sin to live a life of holiness and righteousness to live purely from the inside out in all ways and um I'm kind of getting on a tangent here, but I need to remind you guys that that God's goal is purity. God's goal is holiness. God's goal is freedom. God's goal is life for you. And, you know, maybe you're listening to me and you have just been a really hard season. And this is something that you can't even fathom right now. Well, I am here to speak that over you. I am here to speak truth and hope for you and to remind you to give you vision in your life, to give you vision when, when it seems cloudy all around you, um, but to give you vision and to give you hope that that's what God's word has for you. That's, that's what God's word says and that's what he has for you. He has abundant life for you. And um, once again, it doesn't mean that we won't face hard times We will face hard times as believers, but the life that we find as Christians is found in the person of Jesus Christ, who is alive within us by his spirit and not in the circumstances around us. Um, And honestly, you know, it's funny, I'll be very honest with you guys, I am recording this on January 6th, um, so you guys might hear this episode either tonight or tomorrow or in the days to come. And right now, currently, in our nation's capital, there's... More protesting going on and there's just just craziness going on um, at our nation's capital and the news media is just all over it. And um, once again, there's a narrative of chaos that is being pushed. Obviously, I'm not there, so I can't speak on what is actually happening at the Capitol. But right now, when you turn on any news network, you're going to see chaos. You're going to see fear. You're going to hear fear in people's voices. And um, once again, I said this earlier, but we don't know what 2021 holds. Um, You know, this is the first week of this new year and craziness is already breaking out. And like I said, like it can get better. It can get worse. Once again, we don't know. Um, and it's it's good to be a realist sometimes. Like I think it's good to obviously have faith. Um, you know, but there's also good to be a realist. I think realists and faith realism and faith can actually be tied in together, but that's not what I'm talking about right now. Um, but yeah, so there's craziness going on right now as I record this podcast. And, you know, I just feel like God is like, okay, like the church as us, like I don't want to speak on behalf of the church, but at least for me, and maybe this is Um, resonating with you, but that we just know who our God is. Um, once again, that we are clothed in strength and dig- dignity so that we can um, laugh at the days to come, so that we can laugh without fear of the future. Um, and I just want to leave you guys with a few more verses. Um, and 2 Timothy 1.7 says, for God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of self-control. Um, so once again, he has not given you a spirit of fear. If you are living in fear and it's like and it's like bondage to you. Um, that is not of God. Um, obviously, fear is an emotion. There is a healthy fear. Um, like for example, fear keeps me from getting too close to the edge of a cliff so that you know I might fall off and die. A healthy emotion of fear keeps me from walking down a dark alley um, that could potentially put me in danger. Um, So, there is fear that's the emotion that God has given us and that it's healthy. Um, But there is a spirit of fear that is in the form of bondage, which it can literally cripple you and it can literally paralyze you from doing anything in life. And I've been in um, situations and seasons like that myself. Like, there was a season not too long ago. And, uh, you, like, if you know me personally, you might not even know this, but I was living in so much fear where I was afraid to answer the doorbell when somebody rang my doorbell. I was afraid, um, to, you know, just drive my car. I was afraid to talk to people. I, I was living in so much fear as a believer. Um, but that is a whole nother, like, topic for another time because there is a lot of, uh, There's a lot of uh, healing that I needed to walk through um, that, that, that fear was kind of attached to. Um, But that spirit of fear, that, that was something that was crippling to me. That was something that was keeping me in bondage. Um, That was something that was not of God. And it was the enemy that was just, just spewing lies at me. Um, So once again, that verse says, for God gave us not a spirit of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Psalm 34.4 says, I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Um, this is a verse, you know, if you're battling with fear right now, this is a verse that I want you to really, you know, sit on and read and read it over yourself. Um, once again, it says, I sought the Lord and he answered me and he delivered me from all of my fears. Um, the answer for our fears is is our relationship with God. The answer for our fears and the deliverance for our fears only comes from God. When we battle with fear, it's something that we can mask, we can try to manage it, but true deliverance only comes from Jesus. And I love this verse that David wrote because it shows the pursuit of the Lord. It shows the pursuit and the pursuit of his intimacy with God, where he says, I sought the Lord. And then the conclusion of the verse says that he answered me. And I want to remind you that whatever you're battling with today, maybe it's not fear, but maybe it's something else. I want to encourage you to get alone with God and ask God to speak to your heart. Ask God to give you answers for the fear that you're that you're facing. Um, once again, there is another thing that I was battling with. And um, you know what? I'm just gonna open up about it. Why not? Um, but you know, for Vinny and I, we've been married um just over gosh, it's about five and a half years now, which is crazy. Um, But we recently moved into a new home. So like with all this going on with our life right now, we're having the conversation about starting a family. And um, for me, I have never been somebody who was super excited to be a mom. Um, I've always sensed that God wants me to be a mom. I always sensed that like that I should be a mom, but I've never been super excited for it, and um, this really bothered me recently, and so I, I you know what I did? I brought it to God, and I was like, okay, Jesus, like, you need to help me with this, because at least for me, like, like, I'm, ai af- was afraid to be a mom, but I also knew that I should be a mom, if that makes sense, or that God's calling me to be a mother, um, and there's, I guess there's a lot to that, too, that I just, don't want to get into right now um but yeah so I brought this to God I'm like Lord like you know my fear surrounding this and and it wasn't just the fear of you know becoming a mother but it's the fear also of the future of a lot of different questions surrounding um motherhood in that season of my life um but you know what God did it was early December and um, I was reading through the story of Luke, and I don't want to get into it too much right now, but God used the story of Mary, and um, just like the early stories in Luke of Jesus before he was born and John the Baptist. And I think it's in Luke chapter two, but um, just where it talks about how there's so much purpose and destiny for not only Jesus, of course, but for John the Baptist. And we know when we look at scripture that that life is ordained by God and that he has a plan and a purpose for every single life that was born. So for me, I'm reading this verse and God delivered me from my fears. Like, it doesn't mean that I, I don't have concerns or, or, or wondering about how things are going to pan out in the future. Um, but I'm no longer afraid. And God delivered me from my fears. Jesus, the word of God, he used his spirit to speak and he used the word and through his spirit, he spoke into my heart and he's really given peace over my fears. So that was a long story, but it ties back to Psalm 34, four, where once again, David said, I sought the Lord and he answered me and he delivered me from all of my fears. The solution to our fears is the person of Jesus. It's nothing else. It's no one else, no medication, no person, no friend, no no conversation can really deliver you it is only by the spirit of god that we can find deliverance and psalm 56 3 says when i am afraid i put my trust in you obviously I've talked about this already but we will have moments of fear that's natural it's going to happen because we live in a fallen world but when we are afraid we have the choice where we can put our hope in Jesus where we can put our trust in god where maybe we're faced with something and we're like god i am so afraid but i am going to trust you in the midst of this and in the midst of that that's where he's going to meet you that's where he's going Going to give you peace and he's going to help you overcome your fears and give you courage to walk through your fears. Even when you are afraid, even <laughs> that's what the verse says. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. So that's the thing is that once again, we are going to face fears at times, but God does not want us to stay there. But when we do face those fears, will you put, put your trust in Jesus? And I, I need to say this to you. I think I said this a little bit earlier, but it's coming back to me. The difference between a believer and a non-believer in this aspect is that that when fear hits an unbeliever, That's all they know. They don't know what to do with it. Maybe they cope with it. Maybe they drink it away. Maybe they distract themselves with a TV show. Um, You know, like when fear and anxiety and worrying stress hits an unbeliever, like they have nowhere else to turn. It is what it is. What it is for them. But for the unbeliever, when fear, stress, and worry, anxiety hits the unbeliever, we now have a choice where we can either accept those lies or reject those lies because we have a standard of truth called the Bible that we can make decisions on. Once again, sorry, I'm rambling. I'm not sorry, but I hope you guys are tracking with me. The Romans twelve two says that we are transformed by the renewing of our mind. So all of our life is a result of what's going on our number and on in our mind, on in our head. And if you recognize that all of our life is a result of the the thoughts that we have and the choices that we make, but we make a choice according to what thought we have. So if we're if we're <laughs> if worry, stress, anxiety or fear comes into your mind. Now, this is going to sound crazy. As believers, we have the ability to recognize those thoughts, to choose whether we accept them or reject them and stand on truth and walk in the way of abundant life. Now, I do believe that Um, Because obviously there is the power of positive thinking. There is, you know, things that um, are not biblically based where people who are, um, who aren't believers, who didn't put their faith and hope in Jesus, I do believe that they can have the power to do that as well. But I think it's more of the power of suggestion and the power of positive thinking. Um, Those things aren't biblically based, so that's not what I'm talking about. And um, so once again, I guess I'm saying like as an unbeliever, like I don't think that all unbelievers because... Because there is like the power of positive thinking where some people, okay, in the new age movement, here we go, in the new age movement, um, there is just that thing like the power of positive thinking where people are so stuck on thinking positive all the time that they will not let their their mind go anywhere negative like it's literally constant positivity um and that's not healthy to be honest because when we face negativity when we have negative thoughts that cross our mind we need to recognize it and express it like to live in this world of positivity 24/7 all the time is completely unhealthy because what it does it can disconnect you from reality that can disconnect you from reality or that can disconnect you from the ability to empathize, empathize with people. Um, because like I said, even though God doesn't want us to stay in fear, we will struggle with fear and we will have moments where we battle with fear. But the difference is for the believer is that God wants us to take our fears to him so that we find deliverance through him and through his spirit, through his word, through his truth, but not through our own will and our own power of positive thinking like many people in the world do. Whew. I hope you tracked with me there. That was just like coming to me. I'm like, okay, I'm going to try my best to explain this. Um, If you have any uh, questions regarding that, um, feel free to reach out to me. But rewind. I'm going to go back to my point. Where as a believer, um, we have the standard of truth that we are living by in the Word of God. So when fear, worry, stress, and anxiety hit us, we, by the power of God's Spirit living within us, we can recognize those thoughts. We should be able to be in a place in our walks with God where we are able to recognize in our minds what is a lie, what is truth, and that we are able to reject the lies in the name of Jesus and. Stand on truth and walk according to the will of God for us. And once again, the will of God for us is abundant life. The will of God for us is life and freedom that is found in Jesus alone and that is found and rooted in scripture. Now, many people in our world and obviously as humans, we allow our feelings to drive our actions and to drive our choices. Um, It is in our world. When I feel a certain way, Like, that's the way I'm going to go. We see it with bigger issues such as gender identity. Um, Because somebody feels like that they're a woman, they want to say that they're a woman, but then... You can change your mind the next week and say that you feel like a man so that you can be a man. Um, I mean, no, there's fact, there's truth. You're either a man or you are a woman. Um, This morning, I either had to go to work or I had to stay home. Once again, I didn't feel like getting out of bed this morning, but because I had to go to work, because there was something I had to do, that there was a fact, that there was a truth, like I had to go to work because if I didn't show up, I might get fired. Like there's consequences for not following fact and truth. Um, I I had to go to work. I I couldn't follow my feelings, um, and I'm gonna be honest with you guys, if I followed my feelings tonight, I would not be doing this podcast right now, because I I tell you guys all the time, I would much rather watch a TV show and fall asleep on the couch than do anything productive, like, (laughs) like, I'm just gonna be super honest with you guys, um, I'm not much of a go-getter, um, but I do this podcast because God has put it on my heart to make disciples, um, you know, I, I've I've heard from a few of you that you listen to podcasts and, you know, I think of you when I'm doing this that, you know, and I've talked to God about this. You know, if I can make 10 more disciples and God's given that me that conviction, I'm going to do it, you know, because you guys are worth it. And um, so anyways, my point is, is the feelings. So when stress, fear, worry, anxiety come at us. Um, so many times we allow those feelings to drive our actions and just, you know, stir us into chaos. But the thing is, is that once again, as believers in Jesus Christ, we have the spirit of God within us that is going to help us if we yield to him. That is the kicker right there. If we yield to him, if we surrender to him, that we have the ability to recognize the thoughts that come into our mind. And reject the lies and stand on the truth. And once again, that goes into, well, what's a lie versus what's a truth? Well, you got to get into the word of God. You got to get into your Bible and you got to know and learn the truth for yourself. You got to, you know, listen to believers. You got to, you got to surround yourself with Christians. You got to get to church. You got to listen to messages um, from pastors and get good, solid Bible teaching um, so that you can learn. Excuse me, I burped. I hope you didn't hear that. So that you can learn what is a lie and what is truth to yourself, and as we as this um, life is is cultivated in us, because obviously this is a journey. Um, walking with Jesus, it's not a sprint; it's a marathon. And sanctification and walking in intimacy with God, it is built over. Days, over months, over over years. And the longer you walk with God, the stronger you will get. And um, i not saying it's going to get easier, but the stronger you will get because your roots grow down deeper into the soil of the Word and into His love. You will be rooted and grounded in the love of Christ and in truth the longer that you walk with Him. Um, so, obviously, I talked about a whole lot tonight, um, but I guess I will end with this. I will end with the fact that um, God does not want us to live in fear. So, as we start 2021, um, we don't know what the future holds, um, but we know who holds our future. <laughs> that's something that a lot of people say, but it's true. Like we don't know what the future holds, but we know God. We know um, who holds our future. And and that's the thing is that no matter what happens in the world around us, we can always be firm and secure in the person of Jesus, because he never changes. He always stays the same. We can always count on him. And here's the thing. He is alive. He is alive. He is not dead. He is alive. He is well. He is living within you. If you have genuinely given your life to Jesus, if you have genuinely repented of your sin, he is alive within you. And he is calling to you for deeper intimacy. And I know that because he's doing that with believers all across the world, that he loves you so much. And that he has a plan and a purpose for you. Um, I have no idea how many days we all have left. But what I do know is that he wants these days to count. And let me remind you that wherever you're at today. As a wife, as a mother, as a sister, as a daughter, a co-worker, um, you know, colleague. Wherever you, wherever you are right now. Um, he puts you there for a reason. Um, and maybe your circumstances aren't all that you want them to be. But... Um, just be reminded that he's allowing you to be in your circumstances for a reason. And, um, you know, God is so sovereign that I truly believe that wherever you're at, that he's allowing you to be there right now, because this is the exact moment, um, for you in this season of life where you can grow in intimacy with him. Um, God is so detailed. He's so personal. He knows exactly where you're at. He's never going to leave you nor forsake you. And, um, man, he's got a plan, a purpose for your life. And if you don't know Jesus, same goes for you. You know, all you have to do is come to him. Um, You don't have to get your act all together. Like, that's not what it means to know Jesus. That's not what it means to be a Christian. Um, As Christians, we take our junk with us when we come to Jesus. We don't have to pretend like we have it all together. We need to admit to God, yeah, God, I, I'm i a mess. Yeah, God, I need help. Yeah, God, I have this addiction. Yeah, God, I'm struggling with this. Can you help me? And Jesus, when you give your life to Christ in that position, you are in the greatest spot that you can be um, to see life transformation in you because he helps those who are humble. He helps those who are willing to admit their need for a savior and willing to repent um, from their sin and come to him knowing that that they need somebody to help them um, and that they need a savior for their sin as well. So um, yeah, God bless you guys. (laughs) God bless you guys. Um, Once again, I'm here if you have any questions. Um, If you have any questions about this episode, feel free to reach out. And um, we'll see you next time on the Garden Heart Podcast. Bye, guys. Hey, y'all. So I hope you really enjoyed that episode. Um, As you know, this is kind of like my cleanup section because I don't have time to edit. (laughs) But so it's funny because it's like editing takes so much time um, and it's just like so much easier to listen to what I just recorded and then like clean up my little mess at the end. Um, So when I was um, rambling on about um, the power of positive thinking in the New Age movement, I need to make something clear. Um, Anybody who, everybody who practices the power of positive thinking doesn't necessarily Mean that they are a new ager. Um, I have heard testimonies from people who are in the new age and who actually have been delivered from the new age and saved by Jesus. Woohoo! Um, that that there is um, tons of positivity in the new age, and that they had to be delivered. Obviously, not only from the new age movement, but that was something that. Um, was really shed light onto them where they were so um, geared towards you always have to think positive that they realized that it was super unhealthy. So like there is the power of positive thinking in the new age movement, but every person who practices the power of positive thinking isn't necessarily a new ager. So I think it's really important to make those distinctions, um, especially in today's world. Oh my gosh, there is so much generalism um that happens in our world where we like to categorize categories people i said that wrong but you get what i'm saying we like to categorize people and put people in camps and we also saw that with the politics like you know you say biden supporters are all one way you say trump supporters are all are all one way um you know I'm, I'm looking at a facebook post right now on my feed right now where somebody is you know, pointing at uh, white Christians. So it's just like, it's so dangerous to generalize people. Um, And I don't want to do that, you know, as Christians... Um, as believers, uh, we need to practice critical thinking. We need to um, think about like what we are saying and explain, you know, what we mean. Um, so I hope that was beneficial to you at the end. So I just really wanted to clear that up for you guys. Um, so yeah. So this is my uh, <laughs> thank you for attending my little cleanup mess. Um, <laughs> now I'm just being silly. Okay. Have a great night, night guys, and I'll see you next time on the Garden Heart Podcast.